You are listening to Kingdom Faith, where we talk about the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. This week's episode, we're going to talk about faith in crisis during this pandemic. So Ben, how have you been doing? Uh, you know, there's a lot of boredom going on, you know, hunkering down that, that stay-in-place order. We're living in Indiana, and Indiana is one of the many states that ha- is asking people to stay in home outside of essential activity. So, you know, we've been catching up on Netflix, and then uh, <laughs> going out on a lot of walks, a lot of hikes, and, and that's nice. But it's also been a good opportunity to check in on loved ones, you know, give grandma and grandpa a call, see how they're doing, and mm-hmm. uh, actually... Went shopping for our grandpa a couple times because he wants to stay home, and that's fine by us. He stays safe, and it gets us out of the house. Juliet, my fiance, and I have had to uh, reschedule our wedding. We're <laughs> still going to get married on the same date, which is actually coming up pretty quickly. We will have another uh, ceremony later in the year, or maybe even next year, for all our friends and family members. Yeah. But that's really what's going on with us. What about you, Phil? Um, basically the same thing, you know, I'm sure for a lot of people, it's sitting at home, watching Netflix, being bored and, um, doing what you can to, to stay busy and not go insane while you're at home. And, um, I know my wife and I are doing the same things. We're going on walks. We're trying to take, be outside as much as we can. Well, you planted a garden. Yeah. We're, we're starting to plant a garden, but my tomatoes have not come in yet. Mm. So I'm, I'm kind of waiting for that. Uh, so yeah, we're just trying to do things around the house and you know build a a relationship better with one another now that we can you know see each other more too. It's kind of been a blessing and you know we we kind of get stronger in our marriage and you would think maybe you'd <laughs> being together uh, longer would uh, would worsen the relationship. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are gonna find out just how good of a friend their spouse or significant other is. <laughs> yeah, but no, we uh we've enjoyed it a lot. You know, we've we've been doing. You know, it's really been really cool to for me and uh, my wife. We're we're starting this this thing that we haven't done, and um, we've taken the time to make two specific prayer requests. Whatever it is, whether we're praying for the church or a specific person, uh, but taking you know a good chunk of time and just praying for each one of those individually. She she brings up something, and I bring up something, and then we pray together. Um, for whatever uh, prayer requests that we have and um, that's been really awesome yeah I, th- I think that's very cool and that's what a lot of people in the church are are doing right now is that they're finding ways to cope with that lack of uh, Sunday Wednesday church and yeah what is there other stuff you guys are doing to kind of bridge that gap or even just grow in this time you know we we've just been trying to stay in the word um, we've been reading at least a chapter a day. Um, we're in Hebrews right now, and Hebrews can be pretty difficult book mm-hmm. sometimes to understand. So it's really stretching both of us, you know, to kind of read something that isn't, you know, so I guess well known. Um, that's something that's not read over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but things uh, that are in Hebrews can be you got to look in some other places sometimes to get a better understanding, and and, and we try to do that. Um, we don't always get to do that, um, depending on what we're talking about. But it's, it's cool that sometimes uh, God puts a, puts us in a place that that you know He kind of sparks our interest, and you end up reading one thing, and you know you you follow a rabbit trail all the way down here in Genesis, and um, you know you're reading things in there that that go along with Hebrews, and yeah. and when those things happen, it's really neat. But are you been doing anything to? 
to kind of help your relationship with God? Yeah, we, so we have a lot of stuff that we already do on our own time or did on our own time. Juliet and I do a weekly Bible study, and right now we're in Micah. Mm. So that's been very good. Micah is a minor prophet. Mm-hmm. I should know that because Phil teaches <laughs> my Sunday school class, and we've been going through the minor prophets. Yeah. So it's been good to go over that, just the two of us, and just be able to talk about it. It's always kind of weird being the Old Testament for us because we feel like we stay in the Old Testament and then we get into the New Testament. It's like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> not that that's a, I'm not saying anything bad about the Old Testament, but I like reading about Jesus. Yeah. But outside of that, you know, I have my own personal study that I'm taking a lot more seriously now. You know, before it was one of those things where I might miss a day, Mm -hmm. but now I put more emphasis on it. And now that we're in, when when we are recording this, it is the week before Easter, so Holy Week. So we have been really trying to go through that Easter story of Jesus coming into Jerusalem Mm -hmm. and uh, flipping over the tables at the temple and mm-hmm. just following that Easter story because, you know, the pastor at Juliet's parents' church, we are listening to some videos he's putting out and he keeps on saying Easter's not canceled, you know, the coronavirus isn't stopping Jesus' resurrection. Yeah. And I, I think that's important to remember right now. Easter's still coming. and So it's been really good for us to stay focused on that as well. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, that's what's going on with us, Phil. But I think what we want to talk about now with all this stuff going on with a majority of churches, probably all churches, yeah. not being able to meet right now is the things that those congregations have been doing instead of gathering on a regular basis. And Phil, I didn't know if you could talk to us about about worship while not gathering and what that means and what that looks like. Uh, yeah. Um, but before I, I, I kind of talk about that, I know... I just want to say, you know, if you're struggling to worship, if you're struggling to to really feel like you did when you were at church, it's it's always it's a little heartbreaking, a little bit not obviously being with your fellow believers, you know, the congregation that you've been with maybe for years, and I know this can be really hard for for some of you who uh, who have just been in this, you know, this love of the church. Just being there, um. So I, so I, I pray that um, what we, me and Ben here talk about, um, can be an encouragement to you. Maybe it'll give you a spark, new ideas. Maybe spark your faith a little bit. Um, put you out of your comfort zone. All those places are great places to be, um, in your Christian walk. Um, that's one of the good things being outside of your comfort zone. And and we'll talk a little bit about it. But just this idea of worship, um, a lot of people have this idea that you can only worship in a building. Now, we won't say that because in our heart, we know that's not true. But this idea of having this heart of worship, I've had some of my best moments of worship outside of the building. Hmm. Um, I've had it in, in my car. I've had it at my house. I've had it in moments of prayer by myself. Worshiping together is so great. But you, you as a fellow believer um, can worship in mighty ways as long as you're doing it through the Word of God, through prayer. Um, and, and it's great to even be able to intercede for others even when we can't meet together. Because um, you feel like you know, you're really in that spot of worship. Um, and me and my wife, like we said, you know, we're, we're doing these prayer requests and, and we just feel closer with God when we do this. Um, it's, it's put us in, in a very great place. Uh, with God and and I know that 
that Hebrews, uh, you know, talks about not giving up gathering. But there's so many other things also in Hebrews. Um, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as we see the day approaching. Now, yeah, we, you know, right now, you know, you know, we can't meet together because this is, this is a serious thing. Um, it's, it's, it's something that should not be taken lightly. Um, and I hope that, that we can understand that. Um, but we can still spur one another up on towards love and good deeds. And, you know, we can still encourage one another. We can still do these things that's mentioned in Hebrews 10, even though we aren't meeting together. No. Because, you know, we talk about it. There's so many bad things with technology. There really is. You know, you can find yourself doing so many bad and evil things with technology. But there are also really good things with technology. And I think we're seeing that right now. Um, just the opportunity that we have with technology to, to call people, to be able to do messages and stuff online. So, so with that, Ben, I'll, can, you know, with, with you being here at the church and, and those types of things, have you heard of any things that other churches are doing to kind of keep that sense of worship, that sense of you know, being there on Sunday, those types of things? Any ideas that churches have done? Yeah, there, there are a few normal ones that, well, you know, normal in quotation marks, obviously, <laughs> that a lot of churches are doing. And then there are some not so normal ones that are uh, pretty cool. So like us, our church, what we are doing is we are pre-recording messages throughout the week. And with the potential of maybe doing like a Facebook Live meeting at, at random points where our pastor, Pastor Jimmy, wants to just give a shout out, you know, keep people reminded about the church and that the church is still working and moving even when we're not meeting together corporately. So we, like I said, we pre-record our messages and put them out at normal service times, Wednesdays and Sunday mornings. Other churches are doing Facebook Live or uh, live broadcasting on YouTube or their website. And they do that actually on Sunday morning. So it's more of a traditional church experience. And it's really whatever works. So we have not been incorporating worship, like music as much. It's just been more of a focus on the sermon, which works for us. And other things work for other churches. Mm -hmm. But some of the more interesting things, I know that there are a few churches in the Indiana Southern Baptist Convention that are actually uh, doing drive-in church. So they have a larger parking lot and mm -hmm. they're having their church members drive to the church on Sunday morning and park, stay in their cars, tune in to whatever radio station they because they have purchased a short-range FM radio transmitter. Mm -hmm. And the preacher's church, uh, the preacher, the preacher is preaching from the front steps of the church. Yeah, and that's cool. Yeah, it's super cool. It's creative and it's working. And th those are really cool things. And, you know, when you know you got a big parking lot, those are things that you can consider. Um, but what about the smaller churches? What about churches that, that may only have maybe 10 to 15 people and, and maybe don't really, maybe they're an older congregation and they don't really under, you know, can't grasp the... The technology part to stream and, and those because there are churches out there that that might not be able to do things like that what are some things that those churches could be doing yeah i there's this is something that actually affects us kind of personally because we mm -hmm. have a good friend who is the pastor of a church that is a 
a smaller church, I think less than 20. Yeah. But the vast majority of the church, or maybe even the whole church, is above the age of 60, maybe even 70. Something like that. So, you know, them meeting together is just not feasible just for the sake of safety. So just some things that, that you and I have thought about. You know, it's a good opportunity to for the pastor to be calling members be saying hey what's going on you got any prayer requests do you have any needs right now yeah and for members to be doing that with one another yeah that would be you know whatever works we we're talking about older congregations so the idea of writing letters because younger people don't really (laughs) write letters anymore (laughs) um making meals for one another and having them delivered safely you know here in a minute i want to talk about respecting authority a little bit but those, the idea of smaller churches, you know, if you want to have a healthy amount of maybe civil disobedience and meet with your accountability partner or your small group of two to three people, you know, you can do that safely and not risk one another's health. Yeah. Um. So with that respecting authority, um, I know you had you you've you've picked out you know a passage of scripture or whatever. Do you want to read that? Yeah, so you know there are, there are multiple places. Peter and Paul mm-hmm. both talk about uh, submitting to the governing authority. Uh, Paul talks about it in Romans thirteen, and Jesus briefly touches on it in Matthew uh, twenty two twenty one, where uh, the Pharisees are questioning him about taxes, and yeah. Jesus says to give to Caesar what's Caesar's and give to God what's God's, and he's not directly talking about. Uh, submitting to the governing authority but there is a piece there Mm -hmm. where he understands that he is under a system of government but that's not going to stop him from doing his ministry and it shouldn't stop us from doing our ministry either Mm -hmm. but at the same time when uh, Peter and Paul are talking about submitting to the authority they're not so much talking about this idea of letting the government control all aspects of our lives it's more of this idea that the government or the governing authority is there to maintain peace and maintain order and as the church we should respect that Mm -hmm. we should respect when the governing authority that we are operating under is trying to keep people calm and keep people safe Mm -hmm. and even then it was a little bit different because you know a lot of times the the government sometimes were even pinpointing out um the christians you know they were persecuting them they were killing them they were doing so many things Uh, and then for you know Paul and Peter to say those things is even held to a higher regard. Yeah, they, um, they probably wrote that shortly after being thrown in jail and beaten. Yeah. Like, more than likely. <laughs> but, um, and in this case, obviously, those things don't happen here um, in America. Um, this isn't something that is obviously geared only towards uh, the religious organizations. This is something that is big. This is something that's serious. This is something not to take lightly. Um, and I think we have to understand that. And, and because we're in a place now that, that we can do the things that we talked about, we can call, we can, we can you know, stream, those cool things that you can do, like do the, the radio transmitter thing. Um, those are great and cool things, but it's something that we have to understand that the church is not a building. Yeah, It's not some place where, you know, you only go on Sunday and Wednesday if you do Wednesday services. Um, it's something that has to be within you. It's something that you have to to come together and understand that the church is so much bigger than just a building, so much bigger than your building, so much bigger than our building. Um, it's something that, that can really bind us together, unifies us. And when we can kind of put those things in perspective, um, we can kind of 
push through this. We can push through this pandemic. We can push through this sickness. We can we can keep striving and keep moving forward to that day that is approaching. Um, and in your Bible, that, that day is capitalized with a capital D. And that's the second coming of Jesus Christ. Um, because he's still coming. Like you said, Easter's not going to stop. He's still going to be resurrected. Um, he still was resurrected. Um, and that's something that, that when you put those things in your heart, you can really start pushing through this, this dying world. You can, you can push through so many things when you put the idea of worship into your heart and not in a building. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know that, Ben. I know that that worry sometimes can really drag us down. Yeah, there are, especially right now, there are a ton of people who are terrified to even leave their house, and rightfully so. Yeah, um, and because it's not, and, and something I'm going to do at the end that Ben doesn't know about yet, but, <laughs> uh, and I, I think it's something that we need to do, and I think it will will really bring us together here. So, so I want to read a passage of scripture in Matthew chapter 6 about, how worry shouldn't consume our lives. It shouldn't be everything because of the God who our God is. Matthew chapter 6 verse 25. Therefore I tell you do not worry about your life or what you will eat or drink or about your body what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet the he- and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can you... Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows what you need. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. So Ben, what do you think about that passage of scripture? You know, for Jesus to tell us and we were talking about this before we started recording we were talking about this idea that uh you know jesus was homeless jesus didn't always have his next meal rightfully uh, readily available and for him to say hey don't worry don't worry about tomorrow he wasn't just speaking that out of nowhere he was speaking that from experience because he could worry about every day but he chose not to he chose to take each day as it comes And it's so easy for us to worry about, hey, if this lasts another week, what am I going to do? If this lasts another month, what am I going to do? That's that's very easy to worry about because it is kind of scary when you dwell on it too long. And I think we just have to embrace what Jesus is saying here and worry about today because tomorrow's going to come and tomorrow's going to have worry of its own. Right now, we just got to take it day by day. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I read those when I read that scripture, it feels repetitive. It feels like, you know, he keeps saying the same things, worrying about food, worrying about clothes, um, those types of things. And he says, how, mu- how much more valuable are you to the birds? Um, and then he goes on to say, you know, more things. And I think that Jesus understood that worry can really 
be your focus. Mm. And when it is your focus, you're not pursuing the kingdom. No. You're not pursuing righteousness. So that's why he says, pursue the kingdom and pursue righteousness. Then you wouldn't worry about tomorrow. You're not going to worry about you know some of, some of the things that, that come up in your life because the kingdom will be your focus. Righteousness will be your focus. Um, and, and like we said, those are good places to be. Yeah. Um, when you're so focused on following Christ and on what he has for you, you know, you lose focus of that worry and anxiety that might normally be holding you down. Mm-hmm. And, and I've heard it like this, that worry was like a rocking chair and the rocking chair moves back and forth, but it doesn't get you anywhere. You can be and you can really be going. You can be rocking almost to the points where you where you tip over, but you're not going anywhere. And that's the same thing with worry. Worry can can stress you out. It can be so burdensome, but it doesn't get you anywhere. Um, and this is why the Bible talks about casting our cares on God because He cares for us. And this is why also Jesus said, "Those who are weary, come unto Me, and I'll give you rest." Because Jesus understood that this could be a very big hindrance to the kingdom to the heavenly kingdom so you know we talked about what churches could be doing and what churches are doing what do you think we can be doing as individuals as believers as christians to kind of further our relationship with god during this pandemic yeah i think a big thing that we need is spiritual discipline and when i say spiritual discipline i more mean the spiritual disciplines which not everyone fully grasps what the spiritual disciplines are but there are things like uh regular prayer regular reading in the word things like fasting mm. and there's several others i don't have a list in front of me but this is a good these are good practices to better your personal relationship with god and if you're doing it with another person to better your spiritual relationship with one another. I think fasting is a great one that Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, people in a lot of churches don't really take advantage of anymore. Just skip a meal, skip a day of meals, and those times when you would normally be eating, focus on Jesus, focus on the Word, pray for someone, pray for yourself if you need to. Just do what you need to do. And another thing is going out into nature, you know, be in creation go out on a hike or on a walk, you know, take your dog to the park. He'll appreciate it. Mm-hmm. There there are lots of things that we can be doing to calm our minds and to yeah. just help us get through the day. And I, and I think, you know, like you said, you know, I think, you know, when we can kind of put ourselves in, in different places, um, like going out for a walk and those types of things, it can really help. Um, it can really calm you, relax you, like you said. Um, And maybe, you know, keep us going in the right direction. But, you know, what I want to do here before we do our weekly verse is I just want to pray for the families who have lost uh, loved ones um, during this, uh, you know, pandemic, during this sickness. And I know this can be a sad time. Maybe maybe some of you who listen might know someone who has passed away from it. You know, it's something that has taken quite a bit of lives of people, then there's a lot of sicknesses that do. But this is what's relevant now. This is what's affecting you know our lives right now. This is what's affecting a lot of people's lives across this world. You know, not just here in America, but all over the place. So Ben, can you say a, a quick prayer uh, for maybe the families of, of those who might have lost loved ones or could be affected from it? Yeah, definitely. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to come to you now. We just always want to give you praise, Lord, that... 
we are here another day that we get to worship you another day, Lord, that we get to talk about you with one another and share uh, your word and your hope and your love. Mm. Lord, we just want to uh, pray for our world, pray for our nation and our neighbors, and pray for the people who have been adversely affected by the coronavirus or in COVID-19, which is really everyone, Lord. We've all been affected in some way, shape, or form, uh, some more than others. God, we just pray for, for mourning, uh, that we would be able to mourn well with those who have lost family members and friends who are in the process of losing family members and friends who might be separated from parents or spouses or children. Mm. God, we just pray that you would wrap them up in your arms, that you would just shower your love on them, and that we as the church would do our part in spreading your love and your hope and your comfort. God, we give you praise even in the midst of a global pandemic because you are worthy of it. We love you, Lord, and we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this week's uh, weekly verse is verse 33 and 34, which say, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. All right, well, you have been listening to Kingdom Faith with Phil and Ben. We just want to thank you for listening to the podcast. And remember that we will be putting out a new episode every Monday. We just want to remind you that Jesus loves you. Don't wash your hands. And if you have any requests or comments about this episode or an upcoming episode, you can send us an email at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. And thank you for listening to Kingdom Faith.